Soften your senses. Ways to become a better speaker, listener, and follower. Learn more about Explore the Trades at explorethetrades.org. If we think about the trades that a lot of us grew up into, it was because of experiences that we had in life. I mean, as a kid, a lot of us worked on things, but we didn't really always know exactly what we were doing, but we enjoyed tinkering with things. And as we evolved, some of us ended up finding jobs out in the field. A lot of us went to college just to get to college like myself and go, I don't know that this is really me. I, I love learning, but man, I really miss working on stuff. And some of us as you know, kids that worked on things ended up being older kids that continued working on things and found ourselves in the trades, in a variety of different trades, right? So if we could have looked back in time and prepared for some of these jobs, where would we be in life? A lot of us didn't find exactly our home in the industry until later once we were very experienced and had some opportunities to learn a little bit about life. Well, what if we had opportunities along the way to sculpt where we were going? Technicians in today's industries, in the trades, in HVAC, and plumbing, and electrical are pursuing different avenues than many of us did. We were there to fix a lot of things. Now a lot of our younger generation are looking at the world going, I really want to make a difference. And there are changes in technology that have made these roles so much more significant. And you can have such an impact on the environment that we live in. So we're really anxious to be able to discuss the trades and discuss how to promote the trades to bring in some of these bright young talent into our programs. So Kate, thank you so much for joining us today. And let's uh, let's learn a little bit about what Explore the Trades is doing for our industry because it is a big deal. And it's something that we didn't have. We didn't have the advocacy like this uh, 20, 30 years ago for sure. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. This will this conversation will be a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We're yeah. a hoot. <laughs> uh, so so just to you know give you a little bit of background about Explore the Trades, we're a nonprofit with our sole focus of bridging the technical talent gap to the service mm. trades of plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical. So that sure. is that's what we do. Clifton. So really our focus is really to promote the trades. And, you know, I think Explore the Trades is positioned in such a unique spot where we have the opportunity to really fill in that foundational information, to really tell everybody, you know, specifically students and educators and parents, really tell the story of why someone would consider these industries, you know, for a yeah. career out of high school and really how they play into our everyday lives. You know, I... The example I can use that I think about the most is how many students are out there or adults for that matter, where you go into your kitchen and you turn the light on and you don't even think about the work and all the, all the things that go along that with it, went into that. you know, and just how does everything incorporate into our daily lives? Absolutely. Yeah. When I, we think about trades from the perspective of 30 years ago, 
they didn't have the technologies that we have so they didn't have the esteem that we have in today's mm -hmm. generations you know there was a time where the trades were kind of looked down as a well if you're not going to succeed in college <clears throat> this is a path you can go because you can still make pretty good money you know working on some toilets and working on some drains and running some wire and maybe hooking up some cable and maybe working on a furnace or an air conditioner which were all built very similar at the time mm -hmm. and that is nothing similar today i even think about some of the electricians now that are getting into things like solar voltaic and technologies mm -hmm. that weren't even thought of a generation or two ago to be a really well-suited career to look into. Right. Yeah. I, I think with all of these systems that come into our homes and our workplaces every day, you think about everything that really separates us from a, from a third world country, clean yeah. water, you know, indoor air quality, electricity, we just, we forget about that every day and we take it for granted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We do. All right. So let's tell us a little bit about how we are affecting the trades and how that transition can help our educational institutions. We have a lot of educators that'll be joining us today wanting to learn more about how do I even market? How, who do I start the conversations with? Sure. So primarily, like I mentioned just a couple minutes ago, the main demographic to whom we are speaking would really be that K through 12 audience, educators, mm -hmm. school counselors, and parents, again, to set the stage of what these careers have to offer. And yeah. I think in your intro, Clifton, you know, seeing all the pictures of those kids playing outside and playing with tools, you know, I think we have to remember that because the generations have changed so much that a lot of the, the students right now who would be in middle school, high school, they don't know what they don't know. They so, don't have the exposure. Right, so yeah. if mom and dad aren't working on stuff at home, they're not going to see that either. So that's where we can come in to really set the stage to let them know all of the opportunity that, that would exist out here. So, so a lot of the work we do, again, we're focused on that school audience. Mm -hmm. We're focused on really adding filters to these trades to say, hey, let's talk about STEM. And I know we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, absolutely. How the trades fall under STEM, talking about the career growth that's possible. You know, as soon as you finish high school and you start your apprenticeship, let's think about all of those career mile markers that you can achieve in, in these industries. So not only being a technician, but going into being a service manager and other leadership and, you know, potentially sort of that entrepreneurship role that, that comes into play. Yeah, because there are a lot of technicians, once they get out in the field, you know, they think, oh, well, this is a good way for me to be able to have my own business someday. And it's right. a small percent that do, but the ones that develop to that point, it takes all of that experiential investment over the time to be able yeah. to run your own business. Not like you could go in, work for a year or two and start your own business. There's a lot involved with that, many yeah. aspects of education. Yeah, absolutely. So again, we just, we really want to talk to those adults and those education yeah. professionals who would have the opportunity to influence a lot of those conversations at the school level. Okay. So, and you're also working with contractors and now how does that play along? Do you have yeah. the ability to influence contractors to have input on some of these educational programs? Yeah. So a lot of the a lot of the information we have online, and I'm sure we'll look at that in a little bit as well. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the content that we have available for download from our website, available by request, a lot of that content came out of conversations with contractors who would call and say, hey, Kate, I'm going to a career fair. 
what do you have that I could use to help tell the story? So that's really how all of these came to be to say, what are some of the basic questions? What are the most asked sure. questions about being in the trades? And, and that's how we assembled it. So a lot of the content we have are used is used by contractors at high school fairs, recruiting events. So we have a lot, there's a lot of, I would say play with a lot of those. Okay, definitely. Because yeah. I've always wondered how how many of those call in, or Renee might even be able to have some aspect on that. Do we get very many contractors calling in asking what the paths and what the opportunities are for students? Oh, absolutely. All of the time, especially at that high school level. We're talking to instructors that are looking for, you know, how do I encourage my students from going from my high school exploratory program where we're touching on multi, you know, we're touching on a little bit of air conditioning, some heating, some plumbing yeah. to really choose a pathway to go and further their their career and their their studies beyond that high school level. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The way we wanted to sort of design the website is depending on the demographic that you fit into. Absolutely. This can be your way to get into the questions yeah. that you would like answered. Yeah. Who am so, I and what resources do you have for me? That's exactly right. You got it. <laughs> Very cool. A lot of the information. So over last year, we had the chance to host a couple of webinars specifically geared towards high school educators and middle school educators and school counselors to say, hey, let us educate the educators. You know, what sort of sure. information can they have in their back pocket when they're talking with their students and really thinking about what that path might look like after high school? And we were able to pull some labor statistics in terms of, you know, growth that we're expecting for the next handful of years. In the trades, we have about three to four percent of women who are in the workforce right now, which is slowly increasing and really trying to break down the stereotypes where, you know, well, you're you're not smart enough to go to college. You're quote unquote just a plumber where we could easily dispel that myth to say, well, you know, the apprenticeship is 8,000 hours and their hands-on training, you know, so oh, there's a lot end of equipment and technologies. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. There's a number of ways to sort of change that perspective. Yeah. And I've yeah. seen that personally grow just from the social media side. So on a channel that I had a couple of years ago, I used to do a similar kind of content and I always kept about a one to 1.3 to 1.5% female mm -hmm. audience. And that was pretty consistent with a lot of other people that was in that realm. I could tell you that in this last six months, we are hovering around 3% females for our social content, which shows us mm -hmm. that we have, just in a short period of time, started moving into that 3 and 4% female workers in the trades. And we're starting to see a lot more doing social broadcasting, mm -hmm. showing what the trades look like from the female perspectives. And that is really developing into a growing trend. And it needs to be grasped. Because if you think about a lot of the educators, a lot of the educators out there have been like guys like me who grew up in the trades and this is what you did. And when you get done, hopefully you get out of the field and you do some training. But then how do you approach young ladies to be involved with a trade that you may not even be good at communicating to young ladies to begin with? So there is a learning curve for educators to be able to approach this women in the trades properly. And it's a huge door that as this opens is going to open up new avenues 
avenues for both educators and for our youth as well. Not even just for the female demographic, for all demographics coming into the trades. All the trades break off into so many different pathways. That's not just that the the hot sweaty technicians that are up on the roof. There's, you know, you've got analytics, you've got controls, you've got so much automation and cool technology nowadays that it isn't the same as as what we were taught no. uh, that no. these these trades were many many years ago so yeah yeah i i we i recently spoke with a contractor out in san diego and the owner has a handful of women serving as hvac technicians and the owner explained to me that they are probably the most booked out technicians on staff you know you once betcha. they establish that customer base it's full, but they were also sharing with me that when you think about it, and I think these are attributes maybe more for females, but depending on, you know, what you're working on with your fingers, you know, female fingers tend to be smaller and, and it's just sort of that, um, the ability to establish that rapport with the homeowner. Oftentimes it would be a woman at home answering the service call, right? So immediately there's that trust that can be built, you know, attention to detail. So there's a lot of, you know, intangible traits that I think are really way in our favor, actually. I keep hearing the same thing from contractors, that they mm -hmm. wish they had 10 women for everyone that they've hired yeah. because of the customer support, because that's a whole nother topic that we'll do on some shows is, you know, the mm -hmm. customer service side of being a technician. You know, when you're interacting with people, a lot of times... Us guys aren't the best conversational people <laughs> when we're out working in the field. We have to learn how to communicate. And uh, it really does offer a, a lot of interesting opportunities. And, you know, when you're talking about how so many of the different avenues of our trade are never really discussed, we have this envision of, you know, Uncle Bob, the plumber with a beer belly and, you know, can't keep his shirt tucked in. And, and Uncle Joe, that's an electrician that, you know, can barely climb the telephone pole. And, you know, we have all of these misperceptions of the industry. I remember having a conversation not too many years ago with a young guy in his late 20s. And we were talking about being in the HVAC industry and he worked on cooling units that were on the sides of telecommunication buildings. And he worked on these on remote mountaintops and islands because they couldn't find technicians. So he was a an outdoors person, very much into hunting and just enjoyed being out in nature. And he was an air conditioning technician that would fly out on a helicopter, get dropped in these remote mountaintop places where he could work on air conditioning equipment that was there and he would go in for two or three days and stay for a day or two and just be on the side of the mountain. I said, man, how do you find a gig like that? He said, we can't find anybody to fill the jobs. I was like, wow, there's very interesting jobs in our industry that people are mm -hmm. unaware of. And, you know, doing things like this, talking about the opportunities, talking about how HVAC is not this. HVAC is unbelievably big. Electrical is not this anymore. It's got so many opportunities. Plumbing is not just a small window of opportunities. It is technology that is moving at the speed of every other industry. I have a buddy that was a chiller technician on one model of chiller. So he was like the best technician at that model. And all he did was waited for the phone call to come from an embassy and he would hop on a flight to go work on a chiller anywhere around the world. And that was his gig. And so there are so many opportunities in our industry and we just need to be open to the uh, you know thought that it's not a little job anymore. It's yeah. an abundance of opportunities. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of women in the trades, we were when we were sharing all of this information with the teachers and school counselors, you know, in that spirit of really understanding the history behind it, you know, we were able to share a few facts about Lillian, who was the first master plumber, first female master plumber in the 50s. And so, you know, when you when you think back, it's this isn't anything new. I no. mean, this was, you know, 70 years ago. So it's just really interesting to sort of uncover history a little bit to share that with everybody. Yeah, it really is. And I'm a history buff, so you're, you're speaking my language right now. <laughs> one of the most interesting conversations I have ever had. At one point in my career, I was working on some equipment at a, a retirement community here in Indiana. And I was carrying on some conversation with a little old lady that was there, just, a, just an amazing individual. We started talking about what she did for a career. She said, well, you could probably enjoy this. I wired instrument panels for B-52 bombers during the war. And I went, you did what? She said, yep. She says, I was a small enough person. There wasn't a man that could get under that dash. So I wired the dash for every B-52 that came out of the plant. And I thought, man, wow. we, we have really, really started to start sparking conversations on opportunities. Here we go. Yeah. So another stat that we have pulled in sharing, you know, one of the reasons why people should consider the trades after high school is that just the amount of student loan debt. I mean, you look at the number and... You can't even fathom $1.73 trillion in student loans carried by everyone in the United States right now. So yeah. I think that's an easy that's an easy message to share. And you can start an apprenticeship and start to earn a wage. I've witnessed that you know, firsthand myself. Yeah. You know, with kids going to school, there's a big difference on that kind of debt that you come. My own son, he was able to, fortunate to be able to do firefighting through his junior mm -hmm. and senior year of high school and then continued on to finish up his degree afterwards versus friends that didn't start in high school, that didn't start until after they got out of high school. Many of them are still in school. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's made a big difference in his life and the way that he looks at his future in, in a career here. Yeah. So big numbers to talk about there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another thing, you know, when we, when we talk about, especially to that educator audience, you know, really thinking about, okay, why do technicians love what they do? And so we mm -hmm. just put up some of the top five answers that we would repeatedly get, you know, and I think that all revolves around the same theme of really being community minded in that, you know, that someone in the neighborhood, the water heater went out or, you know, whatever that job might be, but sure. really having the critical thinking skills to, to diagnose the issue. Here's how we're going to problem solve, you know, and really communicate with the homeowner that way. But, you know, in other aspects of, you know, earning potential, helping the environment, I think Renee mentioned earlier with all of the technology that's in there now, you know, there's so many devices to help with water conservation, energy conservation, you know, there's a whole, you know, toolbox full of those. And, you know, I, I think with those technicians, once you have that skill set, you can really go anywhere. I mean, an embassy for Pete's sake, I never would have thought about that, but you know, that's, that opens up a whole new door of, of careers. I think our younger generation, well, I know that they are, our younger generations are very interested in making an impact on the world that they live in. Yeah, I was I was recently uh, read an article from uh, Pew Research and they were spotlighting Gen Z for a, you know, a number of reasons. But when it really got down to 
societal and cultural things to think about. The climate was right at the top of the list. And we, our industry has a really strong case to say, you come into HVAC or plumbing or electrical, what a great way to really help the environment. Again, with mm -hmm. all of those devices that we can use. Kate, I want to just thank you for being here with us and telling us all about Explore the Trades and all the tools and resources available, not only just for our educators, but for people that are looking mm -hmm. to get into the trades. They now have some place to, a resource to, to utilize to find more details and really learn more about these things. So thanks for the resources you have and thanks for your time today. We appreciate it so much. Thank you.